Welcome to a podcast that tries to build a bridge between science and spirituality. So all the way from Sweden, your hosts are Maria Dupal and Helene Carland. Welcome to episode three and Miss Christine Crump-Henry and David Henry, you're back with us. How are you today, Dave? I'm great. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for coming back and continue to share your very important story to the world. And Miss Christine, how are you today? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for being back, Thanks for being back again. Thank you. But Miss Christine, we had a couple of questions like, I mean, what do you do now? Where are you located? Because you used to live in the United States. Uh, we, we lived in Denver, Colorado for uh, about six years. Uh, hitting 2020, world came to a different uh, setup. And uh, we actually, at that point, decided to have our base uh, in, in Stockholm. And that's where we are currently located. Yeah. So working uh, currently from Stockholm, Sweden. Hey, and uh, Dave is back with you in Sweden. Do you have any plans moving back to Colorado? Well, we're keeping that open as an option. We, we absolutely loved Colorado and um, life just took us to a different journey at this time and uh, no plans currently, but again, keeping all options open. Yeah. And, and today we have the wonderful opportunities with internet because I did attend uh, a couple of your sessions online and you had uh, guests or people um, attending uh, the session when you did trans-channeling from pretty much all over the world, the United States included. So I guess the internet provides a whole new platform. But Christy, what else do you do? Do you, because you're an astrologist, right? And uh... yes, uh, early on, uh, almost at the same time as my uh, channeling uh, abilities uh, started, I actually moved into astrology, sort of similar time. And for me, uh, I must say the, the understanding and science between uh, above and below using uh, the planets and stars to understanding who we are, uh, the place where we're at currently, current life and so on has been extremely helpful. Uh, after that, when I moved to the U.S., I moved into past life regression training and uh, hypnotherapy because I felt for me personally, again, that astrology and past life regression were two biggest tools and had the most uh, variety of understanding myself as a human and as a soul as well and why I am here using both astrology and past life regression. So moving to Colorado, I, I took that training program in Boulder, Colorado uh, with Dr. Linda Backman. And that is where I went into past life regression therapy and later on life between lives regression therapy. So got my certifications there, uh, traveled a lot at that time back and forth between Colorado and Stockholm and now having practice uh, predominantly in Stockholm. But then again, past life regression can be used using the Zoom platform, and I, I do that a lot. Wonderful. Let's talk about 
the books and spiritual design. You have a lot of spirits helping you, correct? Who are they? Seems like you're you're getting help from everywhere, from different dimensions or from who are helping you, Christine? Well, uh, first, just the fact that we all have this help if we are open to receive it, because again, uh, it's not unique for for us, David and I. Uh, we we all have spiritual helpers that uh, work with us in different capacity, whether it's uh, igniting uh, hidden gifts and talents, or understanding our life purpose or healing capacity and so on. So uh, we, we all have spiritual helpers. I would say that, uh, and, and I use this a lot in my classes as well, we, we tend to have, or I would say with some certainty that we have a primary spirit guide when we incarnate, someone who really is aware of our um, pros and cons when we incarnate, uh, follow us throughout. My spirit guide uh, here, who has been my primary guide, has incarnated, perhaps uh, even in the spiritual reality, is named Isaac. And he came really early on in my journey, uh, probably around the time when my channeling started. And he is the one that is somewhat of a gatekeeper and filter when I move into the altered states. So he's always present. Uh, Ophelia is, uh, I would describe her as somewhat angelic. Uh, and she is the um, one who organizes and makes sure that information comes through at the right time to the right people. And right people, I'm, I'm saying if we have public seances and so forth. So she is always present uh, as this motherly, beautiful, angelic entity that just follows Dave and I numerous times on Earth. She has also been incarnated with us a few times. Bob, of course, uh, he is just, you know, probably the most popular one of all her spirit friends. And I think it's because he's so... He's personal, he is uh, joyful, he sings, he takes himself and life and everything in it with just a laugh. But then again, he has this tremendous wisdom. He just provides it on a, provides it on a platter, which is so appealing. And he, he is really needed in many ways because a lot of... Um, channeled work can can sometimes be a little bit you know i wouldn't say i mean sometimes heavy but it can also sometimes be a little bit uh, strict and um even though they never preach they they still have a very strong presence and i think that aspect of the second dimension coming in with a much more human uh, even though they're not humans at all but they are more uh, personal, I guess that would be the word, warm, uh, funny in, in that aspect. I think it's, uh, it's important to, to have both. And then, you know, the list goes on. It has really gone on. 
um, we have so many levels from different dimensions and also uh, other entities coming in providing information. But uh, basically, there's Ophelia who takes um, charge of the session, who's going to talk uh, and so forth, where are we in the storyline and so forth. So she is basically always involved. And Bob, he gets he gets the most airtime. Well, he's a wonderful, um, I, I would say human being, but he's a, he's a wonderful person. And actually, when you read what he says, he's able to explain things in a very basic, uh, on a very basic level. And he also uses, he uses humor and it's just easy to understand him. So I do understand his function or his role in this big project that you are all involved in. Maria? Yeah, and all of these spirits uh, also come from different dimensions, right? And I, what I understand, Tina, is that it's more challenging for you physically when um, spirits from the higher dimensions come in, like it's more taxing on your physical system, right? So it's sort of easier for you to channel Bob, right? Right. And and Bob, he, he's always present. I mean, he, he can kind of blend in with my uh, consciousness uh, randomly during the day. Even when we sit and just have dinner, he can come in and have some sort of uh, information to, to David that he wants to say. And a lot of times it had uh, what we have noticed is that David can be, for instance, writing about certain things in his study which I have no knowledge about. And uh, Bob comes in to give just additional information about a certain topic. So, so that happens randomly, but, but yes, of course. And it, it takes a lot of energy and preparations in many ways to, to really be able to handle the higher energies and frequencies. Um, they tend to be more physical, higher or physically demanding. Um, so a lot of times it's, it's also afterwards, I need a rest to, to kind of just, you know, allow my, myself to just um, absorb my, my, go back into my, my human self again. Dave can sense the differences in the room depending on who is talking. So he sometimes can feel like he, it's so heavy, he can, uh, or heavy, um, intense different so that he sometimes feel like it's you know sometimes hard to stay awake yeah and Dave you can you can actually tell by the expression on Tina's face right who's coming in because when Bob is coming it's like changing her appearance somehow as well right yeah absolutely I as soon as someone steps in I mean especially like with Bob or uh, some of the other ones that come through frequently, Ophelia, you know, it's, it, I know who it is before they even say a word and, you know, which is, you know, that's an attestment to the, uh, the way that they can reproduce, you know, their personality every time that they come in. So it's really a, sort of a fascinating subject, how they transform her into another personality every time they come in yeah and these spiritual dimensions i'm sure we'll dive more into that later on but i also want to touch on the fact that they're they're giving teaching teachings about 
the universe, especially in wave two, right? We get we get an understanding and we also get an image that they sort of send to your mind, Tina, about how the universe is is sort of constructed and and the fact that it's not only one universe. Hey, we thought that the universe was infinite. And now we're getting information that in fact our universe is, it's looking like it's infinite to us, to the human eye but it's not, and that there are other universes as well. Or they, as they say, fish tanks. Why do they say fish tanks? Why do they call the universes fish tanks, do you think? Well, I guess it's because it's a container, and from their perspective, they can see into it. Uh, They're like observing us like little fish in the fish tank. (laughs) Well, in some ways, that is true. I mean, they can they can absolutely uh, your spirit guide can absolutely follow all your daily activities and see everything that's going on on earth but the uh the the fish tank also includes parallel reality so it goes beyond the visible universe into the the different uh energetic realities that lie above and below the the spectrums that we can detect a fish tank is it's basically an energetic bubble and they they explained one time that the inside is actually reflective so even though we might be able to see possibly to the edge of the universe which i don't think we can but if we could with a powerful enough telescope we wouldn't actually see it because we would just see a reflection of the another part of the universe so you know it's like looking into a mirror indeed Basically, yeah, which is so interesting. Just that piece of information sort of puts all the science, you know, just throws everything on a, on, on its head, all yeah. what science is telling us. So that's super interesting. And then um, they give us the information that our universe is one of like 12, sort of in a wheel formation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit about that? How many universes are there? Well, they they explain it as you know, if if you they call it a wheel because you know it's easy for us to visualize. So you have like the center hub, which would be the creator, and then there's rings around that, which would be like the spiritual dimensions, and that goes out maybe sixty percent of the way in the wheel, and then when you get to the edge of the spiritual dimensions. That's where the universes of form are located. So there's like 12 different universes that are all separate from one another. And they're each an expression of different types of combinations of light and sound energy. Uh, So the one that we're in, you know, is much more dense and much more congested than some of the other ones. Uh, But, you know, they describe all those in and different talks that they give in our books. Yeah so, our, yeah, so our universe is sort of made up by the elements like carbon, hydrogen, all these sort of the elements that everything in the physical form is constructed of. But in the other universes, it's not necessarily the same elements, right? So the universes have different properties. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, it has normally now like two phases. They've explained in the past that a lot of elements like gold, mercury, 
uh, uranium and other things had different uh, basically phases or properties that existed that have since been eliminated because the uh, visitors at the time misused the energy that was available to them. And so in some way, gold and mercury were used as fuel, and but that's no longer available to humans. So it was a different atomic structure that existed in the past that no longer exists today. Yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, science would never tell us these things. Well, I mean, it, it's impossible for scientists to detect, you know, something that they can't see or measure. Yeah. And then I also understand that there's like a, a rotation going on in, in the bigger, like the whole wheel. Like all of these universes are also in sort of um, um, evolution, you'd say, like over long, long periods of time that each universe can be in a dormant state or mm -hmm. in like a newborn state yeah. or at the end stage of development as well, right? I'm not so sure there's ever an end. It's more like, you know. Reset? Well, it's it's more like the cycles of nature. You know, you have, you know, spring, summer, autumn, and fall. So every every part of creation, I think, follows a similar pattern. And, you know, the not to get too deep into their descriptions, but, you know, that causes it to either, you know, go into an ascension or, or go into a like a, a separation and a density. So there's changes in the ability of everything on the on the planet to access its spiritual connection, especially like with humans, for example. So there's, you know, on a on a really microscopic level, like with humans, they said look, around 3000 BC, there were changes made to the human physique itself, the mind the disconnected humans from their spiritual self. So we became uh, separated and detached from our own inner knowing about things. Uh, I mean, that's changing now. There's going to be an uplift. So the, the energy flowing into Earth is causing uh, an increase in awareness and spiritual connection. So that's a very positive uh you know, outlook for the future. Yeah, so what you're basically confirming or what the spirit team is confirming is is this idea that we're sort of um, on an ascension path at the moment on Earth, uh, both on, on the planetary level, but also humanity is like ascending somehow and we're getting um, assistance in doing that, like accessing higher energies, frequencies at the uh, moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is super interesting information, actually. And um, most of it, I think, is in wave two. Uh, you touch upon the human evolution also in wave one, how the, the human body is actually under development as well. Uh, and, and I find it fascinating when we sort of get an understanding of the concept of evolution. It's, it's not like the scientists have told us either. And, and in some way, I mean, there are in religious circles what we would call creationists that believe that everything was created by God. And, and isn't it 
I mean, my understanding is that the truth somewhat lies in between. Like it is directed, uh, a design sort of. Yeah, there is. I mean, there's absolutely a creator. I mean, we're all, you know, to, I guess, to go back. I mean, you know, each soul is independently created by the creator and it goes through a process of development and it eventually returns to the creator but this this takes place over an immense period of time the the cycles of incarnation on earth are very you know it's it's a small part of the soul's evolution and growth uh, i mean it's an important part of course because we learn a lot about the world of form but you know ultimately when a soul returns to spirit they they begin re-engaging in activities that have to do with creation itself so you know each of us our spirit is a, a creator a co-creator and you know that's i think that's the beauty of all this you know it's not like we're uh, outside or independent from what's going on between the creator and form it's like we're actively involved in it we just you know, as a human, we're unaware of that. So, yeah, that's really fascinating, and that's also I know for a fact, um, Tina, when you're working with regression, uh, and you and you're doing the between lives regressions, um, because I'm also very interested in it, and I also work with it, and I've trained for you, Tina. So, we know that in our spirit form, we actually have jobs, like we are, like Dave is saying part of we have assignments where we're we're helping in this evolution on earth and, and different places um so tina and dave when you are in your spirit uh home your spiritual home or your spirit home dimension um you are on the sixth dimension right i think we should go into explaining a little bit more about dimensions helian mm -hmm. what do you think should we Absolutely. Save that for later? Or... You know, maybe we just touch upon it now and then we have a whole episode where we just talk about dimension. Yeah. But uh, Dave, do all souls that are incarnated, do we have our own spiritual guide? I mean, you, you, Dave, and, and Christine, you seem to have a lot of guides and spirits helping you. But what about the rest of us? When we are born into this world, do we also have guides, spiritual guides, yeah. helpers? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's important for people to to understand about their time on Earth is that you know they're always followed and watched over, even though it might not feel like that a lot of times. But you know, you're you're always being monitored by a spirit, at least one. Uh, a lot of times, you know, like your your deceased relatives sometimes can join in. You know, those those also are spirits, perhaps that you know from home, in your little soul group that you have back in whatever dimension you happen to be from. Uh, so you can have a number of spirits following you at certain times in your life, and then maybe only one, you know, paying a lot of attention to you during other times. So it's a uh, but. You know, there's always uh, entities that are observing and watching what goes on. Mm. Well, it's comforting to know that 
we are not alone. No, we're absolutely, absolutely not alone. Thank you, David, so much for being with us again. Are you going to come back to talk to us again? Only if I'm, in, only if I'm invited. You are always <laughs> invited. Thank you so much. Any last question, Maria, Christine? No, I just want to say it's a great pleasure talking about these topics. And um, I mean, for those listening to us and find this in interesting, I mean, you should really go and, and check out these books because we, in this podcast, we can never cover everything that's so detailedly, detailed and beautifully conveyed in the books. So um, I want to also ask Christine, if someone wants to get a hold of you, maybe they want to have an astrology chart done by you or since you are also a, a hypnotherapist how can they get a hold of you well the easiest way would probably be to just go in uh, on our website uh, www.accesssoulknowledge.com and there yeah. is uh, all the information needed both in you will hit the English website first and foremost, but there is uh, an easy access directly to the Swedish one as well. So accessallknowledge.com. And if I want to buy the book, where do I go? We have them uh, on Amazon, uh, <laughs> but also for uh, for our Swedish listeners here, um, they also exist on Adlibris here in Sweden. Uh, David also following the uh the ingram sparks umbrella so they are on other oh, platforms in all countries yeah both the print and the ebooks are available everywhere well thank you and we'll see you next time well Bye. thank you see you next time thank you bye-bye <laughs>